Hey guys, today on the podcast, me and Dad discuss living with hope. He came to me with the idea and he said, you know, I got something I want to talk about and that is I find myself either living with hope and living with the dream or I just feel like I'm managing my decline. I'm just managing the decline of my life and that I go between those two things. So that's what we talk about today. I hope it encourages you. Um, if you do enjoy the podcast, please feel free to, to uh, share it with someone. That is the most meaningful way um, to spread the word about it and to, to share these ideas. And um, it's been great being with you more often, and, uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for everything. Let's lay out the two ways of thinking that dichotomy, having hope or managing a decline that every day you wake up and you wrestle to decide which of those things that day is going to consist of, of having hope and the risk of hope, um, or whether you're going to throw in the towel and have the relief of not trying and not believing. Um, Yeah, that's good. You know, living with hope, you know, you start to dream. And I was with some people when I was a young adult that encouraged me to dream. And it was something very awkward to me. I didn't grow up thinking that way. And they they would say, you can live with a dream or live without one. And it was very, very disoriented and very challenging. And it was a huge charge in my life to try to think of living with a dream. Yeah, and if you don't, if you don't live with a dream, you'll have to live in a fantasy, and that those, uh, you know, if you give up hope, you will live in a fantasy land. That if you give up the idea that your life could be meaningful, then you'll have to daydream that you are famous. But if you don't give up hope that this life you do have could be better and could be extremely meaningful, you don't have to daydream that you're some shallow, famous uh, model or something. You don't have to live in a fantasy if you don't give up the hope of this life. But if you do take on the hope of this life being meaningful and of this life, uh, the ability of this life to be better than it is, then you have to address the way things actually are, which is extremely painful. Yes. Meaning the things you suck at, you got to really, really look at the things that need work and need... Um, really need help in your marriage in your life and every aspect of the way reality really is which is very painful because it will point out where you're lacking um and a fantasy does not require that at all fantasy doesn't require anything from you but underlying living in a fantasy is the is the just understanding that you've given up on this life you've given up on your reality right being any better there's a saying that's years ago that I don't know it's a famous saying that most people live lives of quiet desperation and uh, anyway so the uh, I think a lot of people are stuck there it's either fantasy which we call denial and recovery but it, or it's this living a life of quiet desperation and uh, I'd like to think of it as managing a decline and I've caught myself in this bad habit of managing a decline meaning in the back of my mind I've always just realized hey I'm just gonna die it's life is you know what's the sense I'm just gonna die anyway 
and why would I even bother you know that kind of thinking and I and I without realizing it I was thinking that way and I was had a lot of depression if I was honest it, you know, it's hard to spot depression because you kind of it's a gradual thing where the water the temperature of the water turns up real slowly and before long I'm in boiling water with depression and it's because I was just managing a decline instead of uh, the risk, the risk of doing something that's out of my comfort. And right now I'm journaling and uh, have some goals and even a dream. We talked about a dream already, you know, just dreaming, you know, what would it be like to be maybe the next inventor of the Yeti cooler, so to speak, of in some area of my life. And I just, you know, I can live with that hope and live with that possibility or live without it. But to do nothing at all is just live in this quiet desperation or managing a decline. Yeah, I want to say two things here in response to what you just said. Think about journaling, you know, you're journaling now, and how maybe the first week, how uncomfortable that was. That, again, I, this is sort of a core belief of this podcast, but it's something that we'll keep coming back to. But we feel like we should feel a certain way before we do something that we know we want to do or that we should do. And then once we feel like it's right, then we'll do it and everything will go perfectly. But it just, life doesn't work like that. So let's take the first week you did the journaling. You knew you wanted to do it, but you also knew that it wasn't natural to you. It's not who you are yet. And then now you're like a a month or so in. Now it is a piece of who you are. It is a piece of that pie. It is natural. Yeah. It is like something that this is who you are now. But when you start that and you start any good thing, it doesn't feel like who you are because it is not who you've been. So right. what we have a tendency to do is say, well, that, I'm just not, that's not who I am. Like, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. Oh, read books on like how to improve things. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. You know, that's just not yeah. who I am. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> that's fine. If you want to be, if you yeah. want to get what you've got, but yeah. don't wait for the comfort of yeah. feeling like it is who you are. Like, you know, I write music and stuff, and no one around me did that before that. Uh, and it wasn't comfortable. Doing this right now is not particularly comfortable for me. Like, right. Um, <laughs> right. And the more I do it, the more, more natural it is. But don't wait for the comfort. Right. And then the second thing, I just read uh, a chapter on this topic about how we see ourselves as a singular uh on on one singular basis that we are either altogether a success or we are altogether a failure mm-hmm. and that we see um we see it that simply when in reality we're playing like 10 different games at all times meaning marriage work children mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. hobbies faith we're bouncing a bunch of different good things we're playing like 10 different games and we're doing a uh, you know, we're doing various levels of good or bad at each of those things, but we're not playing just at one game. And and the author was saying, you know, let's say, let's say you're struggling at work and your coworker is at the top of of everything, of, but his marriage is struggling, and your marriage is doing really good. Would you really want what he has? And that rather than the idea that we're that we're playing some unfair game. Think of it that we're playing a bunch of different games and doing various levels 
yes. and we're doing differently at each yes. of them. And yeah. maybe that is the way it's supposed to be. He also said, um, there are many good games, meaning there are many good things you could do with the rest of your life that are worthwhile. And, uh, and he mentioned this guy who was on America's Got Talent who, um, who was a mime and he had like, he puts like tape over his mouth and does something with like uh, oven mitts on his hands or something. And he's super famous in like, you know, now he's unbelievably famous, oh. but not before he went on that show. He was, he, he was like this real creative person who's a mime and stuff. And most of you have hearing this will have seen it and I haven't seen it, but I, I see it on YouTube all the time. But like he was basically saying that guy, that came out of nowhere. That guy right. created a good game for his life. Right. that did not exist before that right. there's no market for mimes with tapes over their mouth to make right. a bunch of money and sell out a tour like there is no market for that there is now but there wasn't previous to right. him just swinging at that right. and that life is full of those opportunities to swing at something to create something to create a more fair game um that is worthwhile than just you're either a success or a failure either you're famous or you're nothing or you're rich or you're nothing again it, it's not um that simple um right and that you know i just read i read a different thing this morning about how to not overvalue fame that like and he quoted a bunch of u.s presidents who i've literally never heard of before and it was saying you know while they were president they were the most famous person in the world and like I and now Good they point. mean absolutely nothing to me and uh even the people who would know their name wouldn't really know anything they did that's good but i didn't even know their name that's good and they were the most famous person in the world yeah. <laughs> like during that yeah. during whatever time that was yeah. and to say uh you know there are plenty of famous people who don't have meaning and there are plenty of people with meaning who uh who don't have fame and don't let's not uh Let's not flip-flop what brings life more joy. Yeah, that's real good, Zach. I liked all that. Um, this You made me think of the fame stuff, is that it, boy, a lot of life is we were created for relationships, mm. and the most meaningful relationships uh, that we have are really how we measure a lot of our happiness. I think there's a correlation there. But I really, the relationship, we were created for relationship, I'm convinced. I yeah. Mean, so that's interesting. And I was sitting there, well, I'm sitting there reading that this morning. My wife is sort of sleeping, just like, just relaxing, sort of sleeping next to me. And I just thought, just, and it was just like this, like a, you know, just beautiful moment. And I yes. thought, what a shame yeah. it would be if I'm so worried that I don't have enough money and I don't have a, yes. haven't bought a house and all that. And then one day I'm 45, I finally bought the house. I finally have enough money to buy the house or whatever. And I missed everything until then. That's exactly right. That's real good. Right there. That's a real huge nugget. And, uh, you know, be, you know be, that's excellent. I keep interrupting you. Sorry. You're good. Before I was married, I spent 24-7 worried that I wouldn't be married and that something was wrong with me and that I, I yeah. just, like, 24-7 uh, worried almost. Except for when doing this podcast, almost every other moment of my life was yeah. consumed by that worry. Yes. And so I did not enjoy any of those like I could have, I did not enjoy any of those days yes. or any of those years. Yes. You know what? This coronavirus going on right now, it's. I have this little bit of a sense of joy because I know I can. the world has kind of stopped and I can get off. 
and it the reason I get this little joy I guess a little sense of of peace or is that I could be with my wife a little more and I could just be still with her something to this relationship thing and it, it's part of the dream for me that you know uh in my my dreams a lot of time I'm I'm doing some huge thing but really uh, I'm doing it with my family I'm doing it with people that are real close to me and I, there's something to that um, I can't leave the aspect of relationship out and if I do I don't think it would be uh, I just don't think I'd be real happy if I were real honest as I look at around at people who seem to have it all yeah but uh, you yeah know, I I read a book a long time ago called Fame is Infamy by a guy named Andrew Schwab who has been on this podcast. And he had the life that I like always dreamed of that he was in this like heavy, heavy rock band and was like mm-hmm. not super famous but was famous within one of those things like if you know, you know, if you don't, you don't, like very like uh, cool band, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And, and he wrote that book about how they were doing all these big tours with Linkin Park and stuff. But that the and that was all fine and and fun in its own way, but that the thing that really brought some something real to his life was his mom asked him to bring her friend, one of his mother's friends, yes. to her cancer treatments every day, and he did that for a while and built a relationship with this woman who was his mom's age as she um, was in the last days of her life, and that the relationship that they built over that time is the thing that really added something to his life um, as far as meaning. And it really spoke to me because he wrote it and he was like particularly the person that um, had that voice in my life, meaning uh, had like the carbon copy of what I would have um, thought was exactly what I wanted. Um, And so again, you hear that story over and over again by people who have have been to the top of the of that hill whatever those various hills are for for you but just to say uh that something that is deep is more meaningful than something that is wide i guess you would say yeah good that's good well you know uh managing a decline is as an old habit that i've slipped into and i'm want to stay out of it still want to look up and i want to shoot this is a saying if you shoot for the stars you may get one you shoot for the mud, you get it every time. We've talked about this before on the show, but managing yeah. a decline is something I'd watch out for. It's kind of a familiar way of thinking. Yeah. And I'm going to try to stay away from that. I'm yeah. gonna, and I'm going to look at, to the possibilities and look to my faith and look to uh, just just look above the clouds, I guess. There's, yeah. there's other things, it's other a, ways of seeing things. Yeah, it's a 24-7 struggle between feeling like you're just managing a decline or or trying to have hope and if you're in a place where you feel like you're either going to daydream about having someone else's life or you're going to suffer you got twisted thinking that there is a third option and that is you do have the life you have now you are the person you are now but things are better and things are um, sweeter and more meaningful and that there is a third path through this it's not just suffer or daydream there is a third thing Right. And let's strive for that thing, and it will be extremely difficult, and we'll take every single ounce of what you have, and right. uh, and more than that, you'll need other people's help too. But it is going to be worth that. You know, as we close, Zach, I had someone, and I've heard this again. This is a kind of a 
an old way of thinking to if you really want to find out what really fires you up it's what keeps you up or what makes you mad what gets your emotions going right what are you afraid of and yeah. what what makes you angry right so i was thinking of this coronavirus as we close this thing down there's pe there's people in israel right now that are in, turning sleep at machines into respirators hmm. and so i mean they're solving something right something big yeah. And they so they're living in this world of possibility instead of just managing a decline. Well, yeah. that kind of thing, man. Let's get it. There's things in our lives instead of just sitting rolling over and just taking playing enough, dead. Yeah, just yeah. playing dead. Let's go for it. There's a there's a great there's a great day ahead of us. It's it's still in the morning here today and it's great as we get going. I'm glad we did this podcast cuz it's going to, you know, who only knows another day out in front of us. But it inspires me to think that somebody is solving a problem like that. Uh, those respirators are keeping people alive, and they're, that's just really neat. And there's a yeah. lot of sleep at machines. They're, they're yeah. everywhere. And thinking about what you're afraid of not having, what you're afraid of not accomplishing or whatever, that is kind of a good indicator is this is the thing to chip away at. Right. Um, that's and that's right. really good. Well, really uh, we hope this has encouraged all of you, and, uh, and we'll be back with you next week.